Hey everyone, and welcome back to the I Genuinely podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is now my third time trying to record this same episode because I keep having cough attacks, and <clears throat> the platform that I'm using does not allow a pause button, so I am trying to do this in one take while slowly talking so that my voice, like my throat doesn't get irritated because I keep coughing. I'm, as you can tell, probably I am very sick and I took some cough medicine and I thought it was working a little bit, um, but now I'm kind of struggling with it. But basically I have been pretty sick this week and so is my husband and we have just been I got it from him on Tuesday. He came home and he just kind of immediately came in through the door after work and said that he had chills and he was really cold and he had no appetite and he went straight to the room and put a whole bunch of blankets on him, five to be exact, and just crashed and fell asleep at like six and I didn't wake him up and he woke up the next morning and basically he had whatever it wasn't even like he was sick. Like he didn't have a cough or anything. He just had chills and no appetite and a, he was achy, he said. And it lasted like two days and then he was kind of over it. And then after his two days passed, I got sick from him and I was fighting a fever for two days. Uh, I peaked at 104 on Friday and I debated on going to urgent care and the emergency room because you technically when you hit 103 as an adult you're supposed to find medical attention because that's really really high but i was like crying and i'm like i do not want to go to the doctor so i did everything i could to bring my fever down and it worked like i took some tylenol and i got like a wet towel and i just like put it on my forehead and was trying to like just i was really uncomfortable it just felt like my whole face was emitting heat and I was facing chills and, you know, I wasn't even like same thing as Alex's. I didn't have like congestion or anything at the time. It was just a fever out of nowhere. And it felt like two bricks were kind of slamming my head together. And in the back of my head, it felt like I had fallen down like concrete stairs. And it just was like there was a sensation of like tingling. So it wasn't very pleasant. I could barely lift up my head. I had to constantly lay down. And then it passed like after two days. And <clears throat> so I thought, oh, great, we're all better and stuff. But now Alex and I, I guess it, th I do think it's COVID. I think it's the new variant. And apparently the new variant, one of the factors is that like it kind of goes away and then it can come back. And so I think that's what's going on. Alex got tested for COVID and he came back negative, which I really don't believe. I think it was a false test because you know, all of our symptoms line up. I have my COVID test tomorrow and I'm very curious to see how that will be because technically I scheduled this test last week, but it's so hard to find a test right now because everybody, I think everyone's going through sickness right now. So, um, this, I had, it's been a week basically to get a test. So I'll see how the result of that goes. I definitely think I'm going to come back positive. Uh, so I've just trying to been, I've been trying to be careful. But yeah, like I said, now we're facing like cold symptoms. So 
now my nose is congested and both of our throats are very dry and we're having like dry coughs. It's not necessarily like wet coughs. I don't know if that's gross. Sorry, but that's kind of what we're going through. And so if you guys could pray for that, that'd be great because it's been about a week now of being sick. And it's always when you're sick, when you're like, man, I took for granted feeling but good and not sick. So hopefully we'll get over this soon. Uh, in other news, it did snow yesterday in Georgia. We, The area that we live in only got about an inch which I'm not complaining because the I, I love snow period and I'll take it. And it, it was Alex and I's first snow together, so I thought it was really special. And the way that the snow was falling was just so like peaceful and it was really pretty and like light. So that was nice. And we just had like a cozy day together. Um, we are working on a puzzle right now. That's 1,000 pieces. It's Disney. It's the 50th world's most magical celebration puzzle with Walt and Mickey's the the statue. So we're probably about 20% done. We got a lot. Um, so it's been nice. And I always forget how much fun puzzles are. I feel like it's kind of intimidating first. Like, oh, I don't want to do a puzzle. But then once you like get going and get pieces together, it's really fun. So we've been enjoying that. And while we were working on the puzzles, I showed Alex the High School Musical 2 and 3 because he's only seen one. So, of course, it is my duty that I have to show him part 2 and 3. And he really liked it. I think he liked part 2 more because he's been singing more part uh, songs from part 2. But I think it was a success and he really liked it. So, that's what we've been up to over here. Uh... But anyways, going into today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about weddings and just all things wedding tips and advice related. I asked on my Instagram story on both the podcast Instagram and my personal one of, hey, brides, what was the best and most beneficial wedding advice that you received or something that you would tell other brides? And I got a lot of great responses and I wanted to share that with you guys. So uh, we're just going to jump right in. So the first one comes from Morgan and she says, do what you want. It makes you happy. It's your day after all. And I would completely agree with this. This is uh, something that I learned during this whole process is that you get a lot of opinions about your wedding day and you may not have asked for them, but you're going to get them. And that's, that's just part of the process. And, you know, that's not even just saying like, oh, you'll get opinions from like friends and family. It's like, no, you get them from all over. I got them from coworkers, from church, from all kinds of sources. And that's okay. And you just have to remember at the end of the day that it's if it's what you and your hubby or significant other wants, then that's all that matters. And it also doesn't really make sense sometimes because it's like it's some people who were like, oh, you should be doing these favors instead. It's like, um, are you paying for it? <laughs> like, you're not paying for it. So why does it matter to you? But it's, there's just like, that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, some people were like, oh, you're having a ceremony outside in winter. It's going to be so cold. And it's like, well, you know, I've always dreamed of having an outside ceremony. So, you know, I try to make it comfortable by having blanket favors. And that's just, that's what I want. And so, 
I think like just remembering that, you know, if it's your special day, I mean, if you're like any girl, girls dream about their wedding day all of their life. So that's just something to keep in mind. And my day was really magical and I didn't let anyone like sway their opinions on me. Like I, even if they pushed and pushed, I was like, no, this is my day too. And I have every right to kind of, you know, want to have my vision that I've always dreamed of come to life. (coughs) So sorry. So that's something to keep in mind um, is just do what makes you happy. Uh, Like Alex, another example is Alex and I got married on a Sunday and we stayed home on Monday and we left for our honeymoon on a Tuesday morning the next day. And we got some comments about that. Like, why are you guys staying? Like, that's you should just be going right after the honeymoon. It's like adrenaline. And it's like, well, you know, that was Alex and I's choice. Like, we wanted to relax and kind of like get settled in our new home for a little bit and then catch up with family and then leave. So it's kind of like when you get married, you can do whatever you want. Like, it's it really what our choice should really not make that much of an impact for in your life. So that's just something to keep in mind. So yes, Morgan, I would completely agree with that statement. Number two is to hire a coordinator slash delegate jobs. Bree said, a wedding coordinator is a must-have, whether it's a professional or a friend. And Allison said, delegate jobs slash hire people so you and loved ones can be fully present. And I would 100% agree with having a day of coordinator. Our day of coordinator was a good friend of mine, um, Mackenzie. She's actually a coordinator for a different venue than where we got married at, but I asked to steal her because I trust her so much and I wanted uh, her to, like, I know her personal friends, so I would prefer to have someone that I knew than, like, a stranger coordinating my wedding. So um, she did a really wonderful job and I don't, there was like no problems on my wedding day that I can think of because I don't know if there literally wasn't any problems or Mackenzie did a perfect job at handling it because I have not heard any problems from that happened. Um, so it was really nice because I just was focusing on, you know, being at certain places at a certain time and being with my new hubby and saying hi to everyone and not worrying about like, hey, where is the table numbers for this? Or where is this? Like, I didn't have to worry about that at all. So that was really nice. And talking and Allison saying like delegating jobs and stuff, I would 100% also agree with that because I think delegating jobs, especially for when it comes to your bridal party is super important because like my bridal party was amazing. They're perfect. My assigned one of my groomsmen to be in charge of the getaway car. Um, I assigned a bridesmaid to make sure like I had a bag in my car, um, in the getaway car. And it was just like, it's nice because you can break down these really big events into little pieces so that someone's just responsible for one thing. So even like my bridal shower, it was really helpful because I gave one bridesmaids, one bridesmaid a responsibility to pick up the flowers and one to get the balloons. Like it was really nice because I, you know, you're just helping it's like helping you out and that's what kind of a bridal party is there for to help you out because there's so much to do so I would really recommend that is just delegating jobs and definitely having a day of coordinator in terms of having like a full-on coordinator 
I can't really speak for that. I don't know if I need to bring someone on the show to kind of explain their process, but I, I mean, having a full-on coordinator is definitely expensive, and I think, like, you can cut down the cost by not getting one and just getting at least a day of, which day of coordinators can start anywhere from, like, I think 300 to, I don't even know an end number. I just know they can start at 300, (coughs) but um, I just didn't really see, I, I mean, I enjoyed like picking the vendors and like, I think a lot of people say that people do hire a coordinator because they can help with like negotiating and stuff, um, with certain specials and deals. And I feel like I did an okay job at that. So like I was able to bring down my DJ like $200 for uplights. And uh, I think it just depends on your personality. If you think you can do that. And kind of going off topic here, but I don't know if this is like a common thing in the wedding industry, but I noticed like a lot of the vendors that I chose that if they had like a certain price listed on their website, when I reached out to them and personally talked to them, they would always bring the price down like significantly. And I don't know if that's because when I was reaching out to vendors, it was kind of like when COVID was kind of like not coming to an end, but where businesses were kind of reopening again. And I didn't know if they were just trying to like pick up on sales again, but there were a lot of, I don't think I paid full price for any of the vendors that had their pricing on their website, if that makes sense. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Again, I don't know if that's a common thing or not, but that happened. Uh, The next one would be from Jessie. She says, have someone film the toast. And I, that's probably my biggest regret. I assume that the videographer would have captured it which I think anyone would have assumed but that was not the case we got the video and he the editors didn't even put in like any speeches so I have no idea what they said like because basically the best man gave a speech made of honor and my dad and there's so many emotions that day that I can't I was crying I heard bits and pieces of these speeches but like I honestly don't remember and it's kind of sad because I really really wish that now that I'm composed and put together now that I could listen to them and just hear what they said you know because they said so many sweet things but I don't remember and it doesn't even have to be like a professional someone like capturing it but even just asking one of your guests hey do you mind if you can record this speech that would be really helpful. Um, that's something I definitely regret because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're the day flies so fast that you're not even going to remember anything. And it's like, well, Alex and I both agree that we remember a lot of stuff like, oh, we remember sitting in the groom's den kind of like when we were waiting for the cocktail or for the reception to start and little moments like that. But we cannot remember any conversation with like anyone Um, I don't remember any words that day. Like I couldn't name any of our vows or any speeches, any conversations with guests. Like it's weird. So definitely would agree with having someone film the toast. Uh, Another tip that I came up with that I saw on TikTok, it was to have someone take candid photos. And just because like having photos come in like the professional ones they take like a couple weeks and so just having photos to like hold on to while you wait during that period is really helpful and like for our ceremony we had an unplugged ceremony um but obviously people still pulled out their phone which is like it was fine like in the video you see some phones pop up but it's not a big deal to me um I kind of it because 
the people that did take out their phone, they sent me videos of the wedding like during the ceremonies and stuff and I actually watched them so many times and so I actually didn't mind it. So just having like little photos and videos to hold on to is just really nice because uh, it does take a while. <clears throat> Another tip that I also got from TikTok was creating a seating chart. Um, what I did was I got a poster board and I basically drew our seating chart and then I got sticky notes and I wrote each guest's name on the sticky note and it's really nice because you can just easily move people around and like you know switch up names and like seating like I said and it's just really easy and it was really helpful to get like a visual of oh do I want this table closer to the dance floor because they probably won't dance or it's just it was really nice so I would definitely recommend that and it's really cheap too like you don't have to spend a lot of money on it it's just a poster board that you can get for like a dollar at Kroger or Michael's and just sticky notes and it just saves so much time but and one thing also is that not that this was something that I would mark went wrong on our wedding day but a lot of people did not listen to the seating chart. Some people moved themselves to the head table, which was kind of like it irked me a little bit. But at the end of the day, I was like, it's this is not going to ruin my day. It's it's fine. It's not a big deal. And I'm sure that happens a lot. Um, but anyway, so that that's just like a little random, you know, tidbit. The next tip is from Annie Lou. And she says, your wedding will not be flawless, but if you focus on what matters, it will be perfect. And of course, that is definitely the highlight of probably this episode that, you know, I think a lot of people hear the common phrase of something will go wrong that day, which I don't really like that saying. I kind of wish we could rephrase it because it's like you're basically stating, yeah, something's going to go wrong. And, you know, like, I don't think anything really went wrong on my day except the fact that I was a little cloudy, which was a little disappointing. But I think just focusing on the at the end of the day, you're getting married part. I think that's like the phrase I'd rather focus on is at the end of the day, you're getting married. And, you know, marriage is just so precious and, you know, lovely. It's so exciting. I mean, that's why it's such a huge event um, where people come together and celebrate. So I think just like remembering that is what will get you through the day if something does go wrong. Uh, Like I would tell people the week before the wedding when they would ask me like, oh, how are you feeling? I would say, I just want the weather to be okay and for Alex to show up. (laughs) And that's like something I would say to everyone as a kind of a joke, but like also just kind of emphasizing as long as Alex and I get married at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. So that wasn't a good tip for sure. I should have started this episode with that. Um, tip number seven I have written down is if you're having your hair and makeup professionally done, I what my best advice is for someone for me, like I do my makeup the same every single day. Like it's the same. I just don't experiment with it. And also during the trial, make sure you're honest with if you like it or not. Because for me, I was I really did not like my makeup that she did when she came over. And I was like, yeah, it's great. And I completely lied about it. And obviously you don't want to do that because I had to switch it up on her the day of, which it came out okay. 
like better than the trial one but just make sure you're honest with it and don't be afraid to ask because you are paying for that service and it's not cheap but um I definitely think looking back I not regret but I do wish I did my own makeup because I still am not thrilled with it in the photos but you know bringing your own makeup that's what I did on the day of it helped because I was a little more comfortable because I'm thinking oh these are the colors that I'm used to so that's something that I would recommend because it makes you a little more comfortable. And then I'm just going to quickly go through these. I have like 10 bullet points that were just like other quick um, notes. <clears throat> One of them is to change reception shoes. Like I bought mine for, from Walmart for $12. They're like, they look like Birkenstocks, but they're, they're fake and they're furry and they were so comfortable. Um, just because you're going to be in heels and like I was in them all day and it hurt. So just changing into the reception ones was so nice at the end of the day. Uh, putting tubs for where things need to go because, you know, you can have services like the floral service and stuff, but you're probably going to be bringing stuff like the guest book and whatnot. So having tubs labeled like reception, cocktail hour will really help, especially the people who are going to be staying after the wedding to help clean up. Um, so they just throw it all in a bin. So that was really helpful. Having a packing list, I made a list kind of of what things were in each tub so that it was easier for everyone to like be aware of what to look for. Like, oh, I had glass flutes in the ceremony space and Mr. and Mrs. signs. And like, so it's, it's just people know what they're looking for. So that helped a lot. <clears throat> Another one is have like listing out your family photos. So like I typed up, you know, each family obviously like pair combination and something that's also helpful is because like it was really helpful because the photographer was just standing on like a stool and she was just announcing family members um to come down like when it was their turn and it's really helpful too to put the order in where it's like if it's it's Alex and I obviously in the middle and then you build on that so like then it was my parents then I added my brother then I added the grandparents then I added the cousins so like build on that so people are not constant it's not like Alex's parents and then your parents and then you bring the brothers and sit like make it flow efficient we love efficiency so that's another advice I would have um I also would recommend not having too many people in the bridal suite and the groom's area again I guess going back to if that's what makes you happy then that's what makes you happy but I feel like it's so many emotions the morning of and you just want to have your space because I went to a wedding where I was invited in the bridal suite and it was so packed in there and it was overwhelming. And I think like just making sure that you have the people that you want in there and it's really intimate. Um, like I just wanted my bridesmaids and my mom in there and that was just really nice. And it was special because I just got to only be around them <clears throat> and not have like you know, random, not random people, but just like, you know, you want the people that you want in there because getting ready is a special time. Um, another one is to have a first look. I was, trust me, I feel like people are very, either you're there if you support first look or you don't. And I, let me tell you from someone who I promise you, I was totally against the first look, but I am so glad that I did because it really calmed my nerves down because it was like I got, you know, 
my ceremony wasn't until 4.30 and it's like I can't talk to him until 4.30 and it's not even like we're talking because we're going to be on stage. So it was so, so nice. Like I'm smiling just thinking about it because having that first look, I just remember all the nerves went away and we were just like laughing and like talking about how crazy our day has been and how we slept that night. So and it's like nice because you can get all the photos out of the way before, um, you know, so you don't have to do the photos after the ceremony. You can just relax and go straight to the reception and party it up. So I would definitely consider it. I, I'm not going to say like definitely do it because again, it's up to you, but it's just coming from someone who is completely against it. I would definitely recommend. Uh, another one is to make sure someone packs you food for the end of the night because you are probably not going to eat. I had three bites of my food. And as soon as we came back from the wedding venue, Alex and I literally just ate in bed and pigged out because there's just you want to go say hi to everyone and stuff. So you're not going to eat. So I definitely have someone uh, give someone a roll to pack you food, which our uh, food vendor actually packed us food, which is really nice. Um, have someone record the bustle for the wedding dress because it looks easy, but it's really not you, the, you know, if your dress is so elaborate, it's hard to find all those buttons. So having like a video to reference is really helpful. Um, make sure you account for alterations when you're getting a wedding dress because that can quickly add up. It's like another cost that you don't really think about is going to be that much, and being completely transparent, like my dress cost $900 to get altered because I one of my shoulders is higher than the other, which a lot of brides actually face. So I had to get a strap fixed, plus shortened my dress and uh, six buttons for the bustle. And that cost $900. So that was definitely uh, very expensive that I didn't think about. And it's because they had to like, I had a lot of detailing at the bottom of my dress. So they had to get a razor and actually like mark off the lace and so that's why it cost so much because it was very like a really big laborious kind of job and I think the last one would just be to have like a master spreadsheet of just having all your vendor contacts in one place which I gave to the day of coordinator which helps her out a lot because if someone is not available, then she just has, she doesn't even have to ask me of like, hey, what's this, the videographer's number? Like she can just reference it. So it was really helpful for her. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's all I have. I know I kind of went on like a, like bullet spree of all these points, but, you know, going back to what one of the girls said earlier of just, you know, it, all that matters is that you're getting married at the end of the day. And, it's just such a sweet time. So just make sure you enjoy your wedding day. And like I said, these are all just tips and advice that like I learned and other girls have learned. But if you disagree and you have your own, like you want to do things a certain way, obviously that is completely up to you. And it's your wedding day. And that's what's perfect and cool is because each wedding is unique to you. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for being patient with me and sorry for the random coughs in the back. But um, hopefully I'll be better in next week's episode. But if you liked this episode, make sure to give it a review and a star rating. And you can follow us on Instagram at i.genuinely.podcast. And you can participate in all of the polls if you want to share your stories and your advice and stuff. 
you can definitely be on the lookout for that. But I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.